Dennis, I've never been this, a sort, the sort of person who enjoys uh, early starts or not having enough sleep or generally just, uh, you know. So you you don't have that Sigma grind set, four hours oh of sleep, <laughs> yeah. getting out there, working your side hustle. <laughs> There's some film, I can't remember which one it is, but it always stuck with me because I was always very jealous. Rob Lowe plays some like high-flying executive and he's on the phone and someone's like, mm-hmm. when do you sleep, man? And he goes, on the weekends. And I was like, man, I wish I could live Ugh. like that, but no, I don't. I, I, I do enjoy sleeping. Sleep that's a real problem. You can't catch up. So get your sleep, get, get your sleep, kids. But you know, uh, so you, you're probably aware as a, as a fan of Magic. I yeah, there was the the Neon Dynasty Set Championship. Uh, so mm. for those of you who don't follow the game Magic: The Gathering, there was a, a premier level tournament held over the weekend, um, and it was obviously remote broadcast, like so many are uh, these days. Uh, except it was held on Seattle time, and I live in... And Riley, how far far away are you from Seattle time currently? Uh, yeah, look, it's not great. And previously, when I lived in the UK and I did those tournaments, uh, they started at like 3 p.m. Great, no worries. Yeah, I'd have a normal 7 a.m. Seattle time, yeah. I'd have a normal day, start the uh, the gig at, uh, at 3 p.m. UK time, and I'd be finished at like 2 or 3 in the morning, which is, it's a late night, but it's fine. And Riley, where are you currently located? Living in uh, Australia, living on, in in you know just outside of Melbourne. On which on which coast of Australia? On the coast of Australia. Uh, ah, so couldn't really get any further from Seattle without starting to come back. You say <laughs> the tournaments the, actually. The, you, once you get past, probably I don't know India. You probably already started coming back, right? I think there are definitely there, okay. There are definitely time zones that are worse for being on uh, American West Coast time, right? I just mean distance-wise. If you fly east from Seattle, yes. by the time you get to Australia, you're almost home again. No, no, it's, it's it's more of a third of the way around the world. Like, you're further away from me than Seattle is in Ireland. What? How is that possible? What are you talking about? You are, like, the, the antipodes of, of Australia is, like, halfway Sorry, across in, the Atlantic. In, right, but in this world, Riley, you're only allowed to fly east, in my example. Oh, then definitely, yes, yes, of course. If okay. you were to fly east from Seattle yes. to, to Australia, by the, time, if you're Seattle, by the time you get to Australia, you are almost home again. What do you, not, what, no, no. Even if you can only fly east, no, you're still not more than half. So these cockatoos are really bloody loud in the background. I do apologize. A guest, a guest, the first guest on this podcast is some extremely loud cockatoos in the background. Unbelievable. But do, 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 do you know what I'm saying? If you were to fly just, I mean, Seattle's a little bit of a bad example because it's quite far north, but just from America, let's say. Okay. Yeah. You just start flying to the right on a like a Mercator projection map. Yes. But why are we only flying to- east? Because that's the way time zones go. I don't want to cross the international date line because oh, that's confusing. Okay, you don't. Want to, okay, all right. Now I understand. Yes. Okay. I thought you were just talking about time in the abstract, but no. Yes, because I'm so far ahead of Seattle. Yes. Okay. All right. Yes. 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 If you were to, if you were to fly as time goes from Seattle to these, by the time you get yes, to Melbourne, you're almost you're back, almost home yes, again. True. 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 Yes. Okay. Thinking about it that way, then yes, you're right. Okay. Sorry, I missed the key Thinking element about it in, in the your- incredibly. Yeah, in that it was really arbitrary parameters that I'd set out in my brain and was unable to communicate to you. Exactly. Right? How could you possibly I, I, not keep I up with that? that? Anyway, it meant that this broadcast that, you know, normally I was starting at 3 p.m. when I lived in the UK. Now living in Australia, I was starting at 2 o'clock in the morning. And mm, that's even earlier than getting up for the airport time. Would you like to guess how it went for me, Dennis? I would imagine getting up was really bad. And then I would imagine you had some of the most unsatisfying sleep you've ever had at, what, three in the afternoon? And this is what I anticipated in the weeks leading up to the event. The point that I was like, how am I going to deal with this? I was like, I I need to start going to bed at 4 p.m. every day just to get ready for it. Dennis. you're, You're almost entirely nocturnal. Dennis, it went off without a hitch. 
I honestly could not. I could. I couldn't believe it myself. Right, because I was going to bed earlier, and then I was like, "All right, here we go." The, you know, the, the night before the, I just I had to get up at you know one thirty to get ready for the two o'clock call time. What time did you go to bed? Uh six p.m. Right. So what are you a thousand years old? How could you get to sleep? I don't, Dennis. I don't know. I just lay down in bed. I went to sleep. I woke up and then I, I woke up again. You have about, a little bit of insomnia even at the best of times. Oh, not really. I just enjoy going. I just like, I don't know, during the Wild West COVID times, I just never gave myself a bedtime. <laughs> it wasn't really insomnia. It was just like, <laughs> I don't need to get up tomorrow. I'll just stay. I'll just stay up later. Um, but I just went to sleep. Uh, Megan came in and I woke up briefly when she came in at like 11 p.m. to, to go to bed. And then I just rolled over. And went, I, I, I honestly thought I was going to wake up and not, and it was just going to be awful. I, I don't know what happened, man. It, well, the main thing for that is, um, do you know the way sometimes, and this will happen to you, mm. to, happens, happens to everybody, you'll wake up and you're in the middle of the night to like go over to the bathroom or whatever to get a drink or something. Mm. You'll look at the clock and you'll be, it'll be fourth. It'll be, or let's say it'll be like 6.30. Yeah. You have to get up at eight or something, yeah. right? And you'll be like, man, I feel wide awake now. I'm going to feel great after another hour and a half of sleep. And you go back to sleep yes. and you wake up feeling like you've been beaten to death in your sleep. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. The you're reason like, no, no, for no. that. I want to go the, back. The reason for that. It's like sleep cycles, isn't it? Do you know the reason for that? Yeah, it's the depth of the sleep cycle you wake up in. If yeah. you wake up, because like you, you're not, it's weird. It's, it's weird to say if you don't know about this. It's weird to say, but like all the time you spend to sleep, you are not. Not all sleep is created equal. No, you are. You are varying levels of depth of sleep, and you get like REM sleep and all that stuff. So if you are bro- if you wake up naturally, usually by the need to go to the bathroom or by thirst or by a, a small noise or something, it's because you were kind of cresting up near being awake again anyway at mm-hmm. the top of that that sort of cycle but if you're in the depth of the cycle and you get woken up by like a bah, bah, iphone alarm yep uh you're that's when you wake up feeling like feeling like death and like half like oh you take 20 minutes to get online i read a thing about this many years ago when i used to work as a primary school teacher when i had to keep a very rigid sleep schedule and mm. uh, it suggested that you should try to sleep in multiples of 90 minutes right so you should try to sleep yes. not for eight hours but seven and a half there's a website called Sleepy Time. Yes. Uh, sleepy Tot. Sleepy Tot. T I dot M E. And I use that, that a lot. Yes. There's an app for it yeah, on your so phone. It, it, it does the inverse. So it's like, rather than saying, Ooh, I'm going to go to bed now. I need to get up at eight. It's like, When do you need to get up? And you're like, I need to get up at eight. It's like, You need to go to bed at, either at, at 8.15 one of these times, or yeah. 9.15. Don't go to bed between those no, two. No, not 8.15 or 9.15. 8.15 or 9.45. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah sorry. Yeah. If, if it's. Yeah, if it's nine, it's better to wait thirty-five minutes or whatever. And exactly, yeah. and it would factor in the. It says it takes between you know, usually between ten and fifteen minutes for you to fall asleep, so it factors that yeah. in all that sort of stuff. So I I stuck to it religiously. Like I, I slept along those uh, along, and I, and I tried that again. You know, I knew I had to get up at one thirty, so I went to sleep at. Uh, I tried to go to sleep at about six, right? Um, and I just can't believe it because I've had some very bad experiences trying to stay up and trying to like fight off tiredness in of the course, past. I'm sure, right? Especially with flying well, around tra- the world. You used, well, you used to travel a lot, yeah. yeah. I mean, you're basically you're basically talking about locally induced jet lag, essentially. Yeah, but it, I don't know what happened, man. It just worked. Like, I just got up, had a bowl of cocoa pops. I'm like, all right, I'm ready to go, man. Ready to go. Ready as a seasoned globe trotter. What are your uh, what are your um my top your, tips like, for overcoming jet your lag? Top tips for fighting jet lag. Yeah. Um, never give up. Never surrender. Fight it on the beaches. Fight it in the in the air i don't know fight it fight it at 2 p.m fight it at 3 p.m fight it at 4 p.m yeah. don't give in yeah so last the, the the biggest trip obviously that i made recently is i flew back to australia and well, of um, course. we landed we landed very early in the morning i was i was you know hopped up very excited couldn't i couldn't believe that's, a, being that's home. an 11 hour time difference flying east which is about as severe as you can possibly get i think right and then yes and then you know 
by about 3 p.m., 4 p.m., you start to crash pretty hard, right? And every single time I'm like, you hold out. You don't go to bed. You set yourself a, a bedtime and you stick to it. You say, I'm not, not going to go to bed until 9 p.m., right? And that is the fastest way to overcome jet lag is usually just pushing through the tiredness, you know, finding something that's going to keep you awake, whether it's a video game or like something that, you know, hang around with people that you can talk to or have a meal or something like that. Um, yeah, in my experience, having it be a, a distraction rather than a chemical aid is also better. Yes, and then just I'll just 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 tie yourself out, and you will have the best sleep of your life. Oh my goodness! And then you wake up at five o'clock, and you feel so well rested, you feel like a king because you're waking up early in the morning. You're being an effective human being instead of getting up at half past twelve and deciding you don't have to get out of bed that day. Really, so may as well just have another line, you know, have a, have another long line. Um, <laughs> you know what the best part? You know what the best part about um waking up early is? Go on. The elitism. Oh, the rubbing it into other people's faces. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get in. Text text the group chat. Mm. You know, send a picture of your coffee and your pastry at yep. 5 goddamn a.m. Otherwise, does, does it even happen? Does it even count? This is big dad energy, really, because that's what dads, dads love to do that. They love to talk about how- I, I've, been, I've, been, I've, been up, I've been up for two hours already. Yes. Oh, and look at you getting up at 10 o'clock. I've been up since five. already done this, 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 this. And then dads, you know, will pass out at 5 p.m. on the couch. So- I don't well, know. You who- had turkey for dinner, Riley. They're just a man. What do you want? <laughs> what do you want from these poor men? Um, but I, I've kind of stuck to the, like, since moving to Australia, I've, and, and thanks to this job as well, I've, I've stuck to, like, getting up reasonably early. But, I mean, in the past, you know how horrific I've been with, oh, like. fast and loose, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, so, we, we tell, tell the listeners what we did in order to try to overcome, like, our respectively terrible sleeping patterns. Yeah, over the course of the, over the course of that time. Because Riley and I, both of us worked for, um. Uh, in different facets, basically for uh, for John Farball company on American time, both of us lived on UK time. Mm-hmm. So you know, nobody I worked with or who Riley worked with was really awake until three at the earliest. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like we were just sort of incentivized to stay up later because we were in touch with people in the United States, and it got really it got mm-hmm. to the point that neither of us were getting out of bed before midday, like routinely every day. Well, yeah, the the value the 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 hours between ten and midnight were much more valuable than the hours between eight a.m. and ten a.m. So um, we had to institute a rule where Riley and I would get up at 8 a.m. in the morning to play video games. Yep. Every day. Every day. Yep. I can't believe, thinking back, I can't believe we did that every day. Well, do you know how we did it every day? It's because it was, it wasn't, it wasn't out of a care or concern for each other's welfare. It wasn't out of a desire oh God, to no. do better. It was because we wanted to see who would be the first one to break. Oh, Riley, can we? Um, <laughs> we wanted to see who it would be that would let the other person down, so that person could then be like, "Ha ha, I won, you lost," and have that over well, the other person forever. There's a secret backstory here. I'm not sure if you want to share it on the podcast. What's the secret backstory? Can you give me a hint so I can decide whether I do or not? The secret backstory is related to Megan. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was so annoying. I was so pissed off about that. You were. You can tell him. I was Riley, so annoyed about that. I'll man. tell it. I'll tell it. Riley was complaining a little bit, like, oh, I bet, kind of like he's on here, like, oh my god, I screwed my sleep schedule. Yep. I need to get back into it. Mm-hmm. And you would do that, you know, to me occasionally. You talk about it on stream at the time, and you talk to your girlfriend Megan about it. Yep. Very reasonable thing to do. Yep. And you weren't harping on about it. You would just mention it, like, oh god, I'm not sleeping well. Mm. And she'd say, well, look, let's just get up early. Let's get, let's do it the both of us. Yep. Like, it'll be great, mm. you know? We'll both get start getting, because Megan was suffering from this too. Mm. We'll both start getting up early and you were like, no, no, I don't really want to do that. I don't really want to do that. And you were doing this one time in front of me. And I was like, dude, you'd be so mad at yourself. You're presenting yourself a problem. Megan's presenting you with a reasonable solution and you're fobbing it off. Yeah. Like, you're not being solutions focused and that's not like you. And then Megan left the room and you were like, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? You were like, you've... Because you know why? 
Megan's not going to do no. it, man. Megan's going to do it for two days, three tops, and then she'll be back to sleep, and then I'll be getting up at 8 a.m. like a chump, and she'll and it won't, it won't have been because of her at all. And I was like, you know what, dude? I'll do it with you. The three of us will do it together. It'll be nice. Yep. And what happened, Riley? I didn't crack first. You didn't crack first. There's a secret third person who cracked well, first. Well, oh, look, in fairness, I, no, I, I will say this in Megan's defense. She didn't crack, right? She never gave up. She actually never... She, she didn't once fail to get up at 8 o'clock. Because, Dennis, her winning move was to not play. She never got up early. She didn't even start this War challenge games. that we did. Yeah, you can't, you, you can't <laughs> fail if you never try. Exactly wow. right. <laughs> That's the lesson to take home for the kids. But oh we did. Look, we had a great time. I think we did it for what? It must have been we a did month it, we and did change? It for, a little more? Sorry, say that again. You did it for how long? I thought we did it for a month or two. Dennis, we did it for nearly six months. Have you forgotten? Time is a flat circle, man. We started in December, right? Because what we decided to do, we were going to do a video game exchange program. I've been a big fan of Halo when yes. I was a kid. Dennis always wanted me to play Metal Gear Solid. And so we're like, let's, we'll do both. We'll alternate, right? So mm-hmm. we started in December. We played through Halos 1, 2, and 3. And then we mm-hmm. played through Metal Gear Solid 1, 2, 3, and 4. No, no, no. Then we went Eventually and played, 4 at a later date. We went and played Halo Reach, right? We yes. skipped ODST. Um, and then we went back and played Metal Gear Solid 4. I played a bunch of Apex in the middle of the And then, no, no, then we started playing Apex because we couldn't... Oh, no, we played a couple of other games. Did we, did we really do this every day? We did this every weekday, right? From December until around April. And do you know the, the worst thing about the whole thing, Dennis? Huh. Is that we just kind of, kind of mutually came to terms with it. Like, with it petering out. Neither of us won. Well, that was so well, unsafe. Because I was well, like, I'm going to beat him here. I'm going to win. And I'm going to have this on him forever, right? Especially as he's the one well, who tricked happened? me into it. What happened was the exchange program fell apart. We played all the games we wanted to play, yeah. and then we kind of got bored of Apex, yeah. and we couldn't find a new one to replace it. We just kind of and we just kind of fizzled out. But no, but that's, that's frustrating because I wanted to win. No, and I didn't. Well, you didn't make that. I mean, I suppose it was by design, but you didn't make that motivation clear to me at the time. No, because if I, because if I told you how much I wanted to win, then you would have doubled down on that as well. We didn't. Neither was bad at a thousand. There were some times when, like, when like one of us would work late and be like, "I'm not going to be able to get out tomorrow morning." We'd be like, "Okay, that's fine." Yeah. That, oh, yeah. Well, I just want to make it clear that you were the very you were the first person to bail on that, and I was like, "I've got him. I've got him." But then the next day, you're like, "Yep, let's go, bright and early." I'm like, "Oh damn it!" <laughs> <laughs> that's so interesting um, that you thought it was a month, man. That's I find that really. Well, I just interesting. contracted it in my brain. Yeah, because it was a long I can't time. Like, thinking back, I really can't believe it was every day. Yeah. No. No. We did it. Like, look now, like now, now I get up at like seven forty-five every day for work, basically. Yeah. So, which is a much more normal schedule for much of what, what most people do, to be honest. Well, it's crazy. The the I, I've learned the the secret hack here, the secret the the way to get out of bed early in the morning, and that's to just go to bed earlier. Which is really Wild, annoying yeah. because that's what like your parents tell you all the time. But now I just go to bed at like midnight at the latest, and I get up at eight thirty. You know. You're, you're, I mean, you used to be in here. We might dive back to something in the future. I used to be a school teacher, right? Mm-hmm. And you often talk, and how do you feel about, I've seen this discourse happen a couple of times, that it's really unfair to expect growing teenagers to be in class at 8.30. Uh, yeah. I, I, like, from, it's just not enough sleep for them. I don't I, I don't know too much about it because I was a primary school teacher, but I know, I've read stuff about how, sure. like, teenagers aren't being lazy and, and everyone now gets to enjoy they're, the they're sound exhausted. Of, of Megan opening up a packet of Arnott's Mint Thins to enjoy. <laughs> Noisy old she, podcast in the background today. <laughs> how's Megan doing with retirement? I meant to ask, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Megan's going to be crunching and munching away on a, on a little sweet treat here. I'm just sorry. <laughs> 
Okay. Um, no, teenagers aren't being lazy. They legitimately just need that much sleep because their bodies are like growing. Growing, yeah. yeah. You know, their, their bodies are undergoing a, a time of magical change and discovery and, you know. Okay, we, 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 can, we, can get away, we can get away from this section of the podcast quite helpful, right? Because something I want to ask you about. I was talking recently, I'm talking about this a lot lately for two reasons that I'll get into in just a moment, okay. about the animals that we eat. And I don't mean you and I personally, I mean the as, as a species, yeah. Yes. <clears throat> and there are plenty of people who are this podcast who are probably vegetarian or vegan or pescatarian or some, some other, something else on the meat-eating spectrum, shall we say. <laughs> on the meat-eating um, spectrum, which is to say, not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I am a... I I'm I've I've been a mediator all my life. I tried being vegetarian for a little bit. Uh, yep, it was fine. I didn't love it, but um, I had a very similar experiences. Yeah. I tried to be. I tried to be. A, I stuck to my vegetarianism for probably two to three months, and then had a chicken burrito, and was like, "What? What was I thinking? Why could I ever? No, no." I I <laughs> well, salute vegetarians around the world. I wish I could be vegetarian. I just don't know what I'd eat because I'm such a picky eater, and as it is, like I'd I'd, that's true, I'd, I'd, I'd eat chips, and that was it. You know, I'd, I'd, yeah. We were doing it, and I was struggling with it, like on a on a taste level. I was like, "God, I miss meat." And Nikki was like, "This is great." And then Nikki started feeling weak and stuff, and went to the doctor. The doctor was like, "Yeah, you have you need more iron than this. You can't. Sorry, you shouldn't be vegetarian." She was like, "No." Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but James is a friend of both of ours, right? Yes. Recently, quit being vegetarian. He did. After thirteen years of being a vegetarian. Yep. And I think wasn't it and the you know the fact that you know Brussels Airlines were flying six thousand empty flights around the around the, the the European continent just to keep their airport well, slots was, or something? Wasn't it was a two pronged attack. One was that he felt that his individual contribution was so minuscule that it wasn't really doing any good. But he was still doing it on moral grounds. James just oh, Megan's going grounds. for a second no, no, mint no. an update. <laughs> Excuse me. We'll wait. Hold. Hold everyone while the crinkling and the. Cr- how many are left? She's just counted how many are left. She's played a lot of... Oh, my goodness. There's going to be a lot of crinkling and crunkling. Is today. she going to get a whole sleeve of mint thins? Uh, apparently so. She's made a good start. One of my favorite things is calling something like cookies, like Oreos or whatever, uh, referring to that package as a sleeve of Oreos. I like that a lot. I don't know I why. Think that's very good, though. That's just a good but it is. name for them. Yeah. Anyway, go on. Sorry. So, yeah, anyway, so James, one of them was James the, vegetarian for a long the time. fact that like it was just a drop in the ocean. Yep. The, uh, the uh, A drop in the ever-shrinking, ever-boiling ocean. Um, the other thing was that it just made him eat really unhealthily because James doesn't James isn't great at eating vegetables. <laughs> so like and you and I have been in hotels with James all around the world. Mm. He'll get some chips and an egg yep. or whatever. Yeah. Pretty frequently. Yes. He's not like a having the he's not out there getting the quinoa salad. No. So he's not getting you know, the artisanal I, roasted I, pumpkin on a yeah, exactly. No, exactly. So when I went when I when I left my last job where I worked with James, uh, we'd have we had like a little going away dinner. And I'd put, I picked like an Indian restaurant so that we could go to like James to get like a paneer curry or something, mm-hmm. right? Um, which he's made for me once before, and it was, when he made it, it was actually delicious. Um, and I don't like—I don't tend to like Indian food. I think spices and basically cream shouldn't mix, but that's whatever. <laughs> wow, hot um, hot food takes here uh, with Dennis Trentek. I like creamy foods. I like spicy foods. I don't understand why. It's just—it's just asking for trouble mixing dairy and spice, man. What are you doing? <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, um, so we picked an Indian restaurant because I knew it was suitable for James. And then James, in like a couple of days later, was like, "Oh, actually, not not vegetarian anymore." And I instantly switched our booking to a steakhouse. Oh, nice. I was like, Straight away. let's go. Yeah. Deep end. So I'm sitting next to James on day two of him being vegetarian in that he had had a little bit of chicken the night before. And that was him breaking his 13-year streak, Oh, basically. my goodness. So if he's had a, he's put himself into a meat coma here. Yeah. So he gets in. He orders the, like, 12-ounce strip loin or whatever, right? And cuts off a piece and bites into it. And Riley, yeah. James turned to me 
I'm not kidding, and just started crying. Like, he, like, leaned back in his chair, head tilted to the sky, eyes closed, just like, oh, what have I... He's like, I've made such a huge mistake. (laughs) Crying for the 13 years lost, yeah. Crying for the 13 years of stakes lost. And um, it got me thinking, like, I don't bat an eye. I mean, truthfully, I feel a little bit bad about eating meat. How do you feel about it? Because you try vegetarianism, I, I feel like I, I miss a little wish bit. I won't. I mean, I, you know, I, I'm, I want them to hurry up with lab-grown meat so I, I can never eat mm. ma- like an, an animal ever again. Because I, I feel ter- well, I feel terrible about it on an ethical reason. I feel terrible about it from like an environmental standpoint as well. Like it's well, all- cows are so bad for the environment. Well, that's the thing. I, I, I eat. I don't eat beef like hardly ever right like beef beef for me is a very very sometimes food treat and it's a very easy thing for me to give up i don't really like steak yeah, but the, fr- right? the, fr- the, fr- the fried chicken sandwich though, right? and that's it like i'll eat, I, I mainly actually just eat chalk i like a bit of lamb as well um i'll have a bit of bacon but i i very rarely eat beef just because of you yeah. but i mean look all meat consumption is on pretty ethically shaky ground um it i think it's pretty unethical to be honest speaking speaking as a meat eater yeah um, yeah. But then, what's I going to say? The, the, the thing that's thinking about is like, you know, obviously, like, you and I will eat cows and chickens and pigs, mm-hmm. but probably not horses. And don't let Megan hear me say oh, that. Oh, yeah. Can't let Megan. Um, Megan, a probably noted, not- noted horse girl, Megan, if she knew what we were talking about, wouldn't relate. You'll have to listen to this episode later on, Megan, mm. and find out what, what, what Dennis just need- said about horses. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> we probably wouldn't eat a dog, but I would eat a rabbit, and a rabbit's cuter than a dog, I think, most of the time. Is a rabbit cuter than a dog most of the time? I think that's true. Yeah, and I mean, dogs obviously have like a special heart. I don't place think it's the, the like cuteness that comes into it. No, yeah, that's it. I think it's the companionship. I don't think it's the cuteness. But that's just us thrusting personality onto the animal. But that's I do that with my cat all the time. Like, yeah, but you, Nikki, Nikki would often be like, "What's the cat upset about?" And I'm like, "I don't know. He his brain is the size of a walnut. He has only like three emotions. What do you want from him?" <laughs> Hungry, contented, and <laughs> I'm going to climb these curtains. Hungry, needing to poop, and want to go outside. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Um, I think it's yeah, it's less about the cuteness of the animal and more about the like the function or the purpose personification. That, yeah, exactly. Yeah, because we don't really like even if you've got a pet rabbit, like maybe you wouldn't eat your pet rabbit. Now we've got Megan having a chat with Mum downstairs for people to enjoy in the background. I wonder if I'm able to cut all this out. I don't know what it. It's not. It's. I don't ask well, a lot. sound this week. I don't ask a lot. I just like. I just want to record a podcast once a week. Once a week. That's all. Just. Just. You know. Just forty minutes of just relative silence would be great. We've got the cockatoos outside. We've got the mint thins getting making a huge bloody ruckus. We've got Mum opening the garage door downstairs now. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So has Megan left the room? Megan's left the room. Eat her meat. Th- eat her mint thins. Should I have a mint thin? I think you should have, have a mint thin. See if she notices. Okay, keep me entertained. I'm going to get a mint. Go and get the, the sleeve down. I'm going to get the sleeve of mint thin. And there's a covert operation. So there's two things I want to see. Is one I want to hear how that it is when Riley eats a mint thin directly at the microphone when he returns. And yeah. second of all, I've actually I want to see. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm going to have to go back and listen to what the first of all thing is. Um, I've got some interesting facts for you about Arnott's mint thins. What's that? So Arnott's is a chain, is a department store in Ireland. So I assume it's not the same brand. No, Arnott's is it's an Australian brand. It's got a picture of a, of a like a parrot eating a cracker. Um, it's actually not mint thin. It's mint slice. So I do apologize. It's made with pure mint oil, Dennis. But would you like to right, guess? You got to eat this before making its back one. A lot of products in Australia have a health star rating out of five stars. Would you like to guess how many health stars Arnott's mint slices have? One, two. <laughs> Go lower, Dennis, because they there are decimals. Oh, the, 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 there are decimals. Oh God, 0.5? A 0.5 health star rating for the mint slice that I'm about to have here. That's got to be the lowest possible, right? 
I've never seen a zero. Well, I think if you if you a make, zero has to be inedible. Like I, I'm sure if you buy gravel, it's got a zero on the food rating. Just lard. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think at that point you just don't put the. We can't. Okay. I have to be honest. We can't get too heavily into health star rating chat because that is a big part of the Hamish and Andy podcast, and we have stolen so much content from the Hamish and Andy podcast over the years that I don't think we can steal another bit from them. Okay. Okay. But. It's news to me. I think I, I would have found stealing it. The other thing it's I want to ask you, Riley, related to mm, go ahead. animal animal meat consumption, is have you, ever, have you ever eaten any weird animals? You've had kangaroo, surely. I've had kangaroo. Um, it was kangaroo is like a very lean, kind of stringy beef, but mm, not a great not a great review. <laughs> well, well, interestingly, on the um, uh, on the environmental thing, eating kangaroos like fine environmentally speaking well they're aren't they aren't they like pests uh they're almost? cold they're cold exactly yeah there are so many of them so they're, they're like they're, deer they're cold like deer and um they're not farmed very very mm-hmm. low carbon footprint because they eat they eat dry grass out in the desert and um kangaroo meat is actually like from an environmental standpoint quite sustainable i mean you know i, I get i guess the kangaroos who are being shot and butchered probably don't feel the same way about it but yeah, they're not like, well, at least it's for the good of the planet. Yeah. Like, exactly. Yeah, oh, go, and, go ahead and carve off a steak of meat. That's delicious. Bullet flies through its brain. I don't think that's quite what's going on. Um, so, um, so there's that. But um, yeah, it, it's quite. It's nice. I like. I actually, I quite like kangaroo. It's not. It, it's. 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 Would you ever order? Would you ever? Would you ever get a roux burger in a restaurant? Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, I would. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's not just novelty. I don't like cuts of. I mean, but I don't like cuts of meat generally. Like I won't eat a steak. But you, I yeah, I w- you wouldn't eat a pork chop either. No, no, I would, but I wouldn't like it that much. But yeah, kang- yeah kangaroo sure. steak, not- the same thing. I, I would never have that. But like, there's a there's a famous pub in Melbourne called the Napier, and uh, in Australia, at a pub, you usually get you get parmigiana. Do you have them in the, in um, Ireland? A parmigiana. What's a parmigiana? So it's a chicken schnitzel that is covered in, no. in Napoli sauce, mm-hmm. right? So like just normal. What is Napoli like sauce? Like spaghetti sauce, like a normal just tomato ah, pasta so sauce, right? A classic Italian schnitzel. Gotcha. Yep. Okay. A schnitzel that is then, so it's an Austrian an Austrian schnitzel yep. covered with a, um, yeah, a layer of Napoli sauce. So, you know, normal spaghetti pasta sauce. And then a layer of ham, right? And then okay. a layer of like like like, like Spanish, Spanish a little bit there, and, okay, and then a layer of cheese, right? So French. So yeah, it's a it's a color. So this is this is this is one chef who came back to Australia, and they were like, "Oh, what's your favorite country you visit on your travels?" He went, "Europe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Europe yeah. was my favorite country. Here's what they eat over Here's there. What they eat in Europe, right? <laughs> but at the Napier, they don't put ham on the palmas. They put roux." You get it. You get slices of of, of kangaroo on like it. Like deli, deli kangaroo, deli meat? kangaroo meat, exactly. Uh, and it's I very was good. In New Orleans. It's very good. At the start of this year. Go ahead. And we, New Orleans is very famous for its food. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really like that kind of like Cajun Creole kind of food for the most part. I don't like a bunch, I don't like a lot of fried foods. I like fried chicken. Mm. Um, but we had beignets. Beignets were ten out of ten. And I wanted to get a po' boy because a po' boy is very much like prototypical New Orleans. Isn't food. that just a sloppy Usually burger? It's a it's more like a sandwich. Okay. Um, so you get you get any kind of po'boy. You get fried chicken po'boys. You get shrimp po'boys. Shrimp po'boys like the like the I believe is like more the mostly like the default one. Yeah. You get crawfish and stuff. But right, I was desperate to find me an alligator po'boy. Oh yeah, you were telling me about this actually. And we were there for three days. Yeah. And I was like, all I want to do is find that. And we went to like three separate sandwich places. And we went, no gators today. And I was like, <laughs> no gators today. This is all I want. <laughs> it was a poor crop at the gator farm today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. no gators today. I look at the guy making the sandwich. He's got one arm. It's like, mm, I see. Okay. <laughs> yeah, today, the gator won. 
Yeah, sorry, no ga- no Gator Po Boys. Arm Po Boy though, way up on way up on the list. We got plenty of that. Um, eventually, really, I did find a Gator Po Boy. How was it? So I had a fried alligator sandwich, which is just a hell of a thing to order from from a waitress on a, on a menu. Mm. And she was like, "What'd you like?" I was like, "I would like the alligator Po Boy, please." She's like, "Okay." Didn't bat an eyelid. Dumb tourist. And I was like, "All oh, right, whatever." It was, you know, they the so Riley, if I were to tell you, oh, I tried this weird animal, mm. but you wouldn't believe Riley, it tastes like blank. What would you think of chicken? Uh, correct. It does actually it just taste like, like chicken. chicken. <laughs> oh, I've always said it. The alligators are the chicken of the swamp, you know. Well, I would say that. I would ordinarily say that, but I've had frog, and frog is delicious and does also taste like very nice chicken and was very much more the chicken of the swamp because frog legs are not dissimilar from chicken wings. But, I mean, they say this, but everything tastes like chicken, right, ultimately? Yeah, white meats taste like chicken, red meats taste like beef, yeah, broadly speaking. Broadly speaking, that's true, yeah. Some things taste like pork, I guess. I had venison once, um... I know venison isn't, like, it's not that weird. I've had venison a couple times, but I would say 90% of the venison I've ever consumed has been in Skyrim, probably, I would say. (laughs) I don't think it's particularly close. That that actually comes into my story a little bit, not actual Skyrim, but where Skyrim's based on, because I had had venison in Sweden, right? Okay. With the guy who shot the deer, right? Okay. So I had a friend... I had a friend, uh, Anders, right, Norwegian fella, mm-hmm. and I went over to visit him in Oslo, and he's like, I'm going to head up to my parents' place this weekend, and you should come along. They've got this beautiful cabin out in the Swedish um, uh, in the Swedish mountains or hillside, whatever else. That is, lakes there, and stuff. We, 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 there is a 50-50 shot you ended up on that plate instead of the venison, <laughs> the way well, the story I, I, I'm going. Glad, <laughs> I'm glad his dad had a uh, had a successful day's hunting, because, yeah, I he didn't He invites his I, friends I, around. What is this? He looks up and goes, kangaroo. Yeah. <laughs> Long kangaroo. <laughs> Long kangaroo. <laughs> no, but yeah, so we got up there, beautiful house. You know, it was on the, a very picturesque, you know, snow-covered forest. Frozen lakes are all around, that sort of stuff. Anyway, the dad is like, oh, we're going to have some venison for dinner. I'm like, oh, beautifully. He's like, I killed this myself. And I was like, all right, cool, cool. All right, but no, he'd killed it. I don't think he dressed it. I think there was like a mobile butcher that would come around and would dress like, you know, if you were a casual This is a video game. There was stuff. a trapper there? And if you got yeah, brought yeah. enough deer pelts, did he give you a cool new hat? Like, what's going yeah, on? Yeah. <laughs> exactly right. We did a very cool hat, you know, the glowing and like jewelry on it and stuff. No, but no, no, he, he served it up and we had, and it was fine. You know, I was like, oh, this is nice, that sort of stuff. Anders was sick. What? Because he was a vegetarian. Yeah, you shouldn't really eat it, game if you're not used to yeah, it, I guess, huh? It made, him, it made him very sick. He couldn't, like, for the rest of the night, he was just moaning and groaning and clutching his stomach and had to go to bed early. Yeah, it I, just, don't really like, I don't really like that kind of gamey meat. I have eaten a weird um, Nordic meat, though. Uh, did, going you, to, did you going eat to, reindeer? Yes. There you go. Got it. I was trying to think, like, what, what edible animals are there in the far north? I can't in, remember in, if I ate reindeer in, in or elk. I can't imagine there's that big a difference, to be honest, either. There can't be. Well, anyway. we've, got, we've got an animal expert here. I'll, I'll just I'll just ask Megan Simpson, noted animal professional. They have four the legs. They, they have four legs and hooves. They're basically all the same. What's the difference between a reindeer and an elk? It sounds like a joke. You're waiting Megan's response. Okay, elks have elks are bigger and have thicker horns than a reindeer. Apparently, sounds like the meat's the same. Then um, I was no, going to Japan. 
and our layover mm-hmm. was in Helsinki, and we went, there was like a burger place in the restaurant, or whatever. And it was like yeah. burgers, hot dog, and then it was like, oh yeah, it was elk dog, and I was like, one elk dog, please, <laughs> one of your finest elk dogs, sir, immediately. Thank you very much. I'll take an elk dog. Now I don't want a reindeer dog. I hear that they've no, got no. much smaller horns. No, much less meat. But yeah, the elk dog. <laughs> I also remember because they had re- they had reindeer pelts as well in the airport. And I was like, Nick, we gotta get a reindeer pelt, and she was like. We are not bringing a reindeer pelt all the way to Japan just so you can bring it back to our apartment in Ireland. And then we had a similar fight 10 days later in the same airport. We're not bringing a reindeer pelt. And I was like, but you said it wasn't because we had to bring it to Japan. We're going yeah, through you said the like, obstacle yeah. was the fact you didn't want to take it to Japan, not the not with the yeah. reindeer pelt itself. Turns out he was buying 10 days worth of time, basically, to come up with a more reasonable argument, which is we don't need this. It looks ridiculous. And it's like 140 euro. <laughs> Don't Finland, buy a reindeer pelt. Finland must be, do very well from offering like a, a concise, heavily concentrated cultural experience in their airport because yeah, people really be did, surprised like, to yeah. learn Helsinki is a, like a major hub. Mm, it's just uh, specifically flying from like the UK and Western Europe over to the east because you get to kind of cheat by going that far north, you know? Yes. Uh, if you fly from Europe to, to Eastern Asia, uh, uh, most of the time you'll fly, not quite exactly over the pole, but you'll fly way way over the arctic circle because you do the same going from dublin to seattle actually for what it's worth oh you fly like over northern canada Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. and it's funny because on the world map it's like why is the pilot taking us on what (laughs) do they have relatives in nunavut that they're wanting to drop stuff (laughs) off out the window like what's going on hang on yeah no um i'm trying to think oh when we were in japan i also Mm. i i Talking about moral objectionism, I wanted to try whale. I didn't in the end because no, Nikki yeah. was basically. I, mean, I, I say good, but it's. I, I mean, I ate all sorts of meat, so it's not really. I don't know. It's it's weird. The relativism we have with different animals and not eating them and that sort of stuff. It's really. Well, strange. no, the whaling industry over there is just awful. That's like, true. That's the that's the problem. It, yeah. It's not. It's not. It's not that like whales are hyper intelligent. I mean, they are, but that's not. That's not the problem. I, um, I'm going to stop you there. Whales aren't hyper intelligent. I think whales aren't solving quantum mechanical theories. Well, right. Like in the grand, I think in the grand scheme of consciousness, they're hyper intelligent. If you include like beetles and ants on that, okay, sure. I guess I was thinking about it rather, you know, from a from an uh, from an anthropocentric, very very human centric of you. Yeah, Mm. yeah. Okay, I guess there's there's that there's that narcissism again. (laughs) They're pretty cluey. All right. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Uh, And I did chicken out of eating one exotic meat in Japan, which was what. Horse sashimi. Yeah, I don't think I'd eat horse. I mean, I went to Japan as well a couple of years ago, and Dennis, oh, you can imagine the stuff that I ate over there. Would you like to know what I ate while I was in Japan? Yeah, what did they serve at the Japanese McDonald's, really? <laughs> yeah, mainly mainly Japanese McDonald's. We went to, so I was there for I was there for a coverage gig, right? Kind of like mm. the one that I, I did recently, although um, an actual in-person event. This is obviously before COVID. It's funny because you're now much closer to Japan than you were back then. Um, and we, and obviously at the end of the, the show, they took us out for like a nice big staff dinner, which was a, you know, a tradition. Oh, I, I, bet, I bet you love that. <laughs> a tempura restaurant where they fry everything. A, yeah. Yeah. Huh? I guess tempura. Yeah. Tempura, right? So I'm thinking, okay, I've had a bad week in Japan, color, like from a culinary standpoint. I've had, mm. I've been really heavily, heavily relying on the, on the hotel breakfasts where they had like toast and, mm. uh, and Japanese McDonald's. Because I just don't like I, I I just don't like most food. Most I just I you know I like brown beige fries. Riley wants Riley wants chips and chicken you know, nuggets and pizza. That's it, man. And I don't apologize for it. 
So I was thinking, all right, well, if we're going to temporarily replace, at least it'll be fried. So it'll be quite nice. I tell you this, the people on either side of me ate very well that night because I couldn't <laughs> eat anything. It was like whole fishes with their like eyeballs still in that had been fried. It was like bits Oof. of pumpkin and like. Oh, tempura pumpkin and like courgette and stuff is actually quite nice. I'm not eating eggplant. I'm not eating pumpkin. Don't try to trick me by covering it. In del- I-, I picked the batter off some of the stuff. That was nice. <laughs> I picked the batter and ate the batter. Like that was good. But um, no, on either side of me, like that, the, the two of them, I think it was. Ate like kings and queens, was, I'm sure. I think it was Brian and Marshall and they just, they ate like kings. They ate like tempura kings that night because every, basically every time on, because it was, they were, it was like a 17 course meal where they just served a tiny, mm. tiny, like, you know, be one shrimp, one fish, one bit of pumpkin. And the two of them would just fight over who got what that was served to me. They basically got a portion and a half each for, for the for this deal. And then on the way home, I stopped at a 7-Eleven and bought like a muffin or something. And that was my that was my dinner, you know. Greedily ate that right immediately outside the door, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I was I'm starving, not- mate. I'd been watching everyone else eat and I hadn't been able to have a bite of food, you know. There's a restaurant that's open here in Dublin since the pandemic has um since the restrictions have lifted and it's a mm-hmm. chain there's a couple of them in England as well called Six by Nico right? Nico Six being, by Nico being the, being, Nico being the name of the chef and it's oh, okay. so like Nico from uh, from Grand Theft Auto 4 yeah uh, yes my, my my countryman Nico yeah yeah um, and it's a tasting menu much like okay. you just described there are six courses right? okay and the menu changes every six weeks Six by and Nico, it, six different courses every six weeks. Yes. Okay. And it's themed, heavily, heavily themed. So Around there, what? It changes every time. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So right. the theme I just went to like, a couple of days ago was fairy tale themed. Um, so what are you eating? Fried pixie wings? <laughs> Not quite. Here, let me tell you. Let, let, this, this is interesting. Let's just pull it up here because I think they still have the... Um, Fairy tale theme. So, what are you eating? Wolf? No, 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 no. Brownies? Here we go. Here we go. Fairy Ma- Toadstools, <laughs> mushrooms, they'd be in there. Once upon a time. You ready, okay. Ryan? Yeah, go ahead. You're going to read you these six courses and you, you give them a, a five Australian star rating in terms of how tasty you think they would be. Okay. Course one is called Oliver Twist. Please, sir, can I have some more? That's not a fairy tale. That's it's just not really. Victorian oh, fiction. I guess it's just storybook. It's called Once Upon okay, a Time. Okay, Once Upon a Time. All right, so stories. Okay, that's better. All right. Yep. Uh, it's confit potato with hay-baked potato mousseline and preserved wild garlic and pickled onion. Seems fine. I like that. It's got potato, it's got garlic, it's got onion. I can't complain about any of that. There were some words in there I didn't understand, but I'll just pick yeah, them Yeah, I'm going to butcher some French words of the courses. I apologize. Uh, course two, Riley, was Paddington Bear Marmalade, Sourdough Bruschetta, Ox Cheek Ragout, Max and mushroom exo marmalade and truffle. If I can pick off the ox cheek truffle and whatever, if this is toast with jam on it, that's fine. I'd have that. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Uh, Matilda, hey, dip face, have a carrot is the name of this one. Whole baked tandoori carrot with carrot remoulade, carrot top pesto, saffron pickled carrot, and citrus goat curd. No one needs that much carrot. I, Let me tell I'm, you how I'm, this course arrived and it was just a carrot and a plate and I ate it and it was one of the most delicious things I've ever eaten in my life. I was like, oh my God. No. Forget it. I mean, I like carrot fine, but I'm not. I'm not that much of a carrot aficionado that I'm going to go nuts for a, a carrot course. Anyway, next one. We have Danny Champion of the World. Let's go trap poaching. This is very Roll Dahl heavy. Oh, big, big fan of uh, Roll Dahl here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cured and torched Loch Etive sea trout with smoked bone velouté and dill dressing, artichoke and sea herbs with bergamot gel and salted cucumber. I'd pick off the cucumber. The rest of it sounds great. Nice bit of fish. Nice bit of cuke. No. Nice. 
Love, nice bit of fish. Don't like the cuke. You know I don't like cuke. I cuke is just crunchy, it. dirty water, and I'm not. I'm, I'm not with you, dude. I hate it. Uh, this is very sad. This next course is the ugly duckling. It is a duckling. <laughs> <laughs> duckling boulanger with pickled walnut, salsified toasted cereal, pear, and fig. I don't like duck. I've never had it. Isn't it really greasy? No, if, if you get duck from like like look, I will. I am a big fan of getting orange duck and chips from a Chinese restaurant. That kind of mm. duck is greasy. If you get duck in like a restaurant, it's nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've never um, tried it, so yeah, I don't like it. You yeah. should try it. It's good. It's a very unique flavor. It's actually, I actually would recommend it. Not like chicken. Uh, no. Okay. And then the it's it is the red meat of chicken. <laughs> Okay. Um, and then the dessert is Beauty and the Beast, uh, mascarpone cream, rose, hibiscus, and rhubarb. And they served it in a little bell jar, and like you lifted it, and all the smoke came off of it and stuff. Um, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of whatever on that. I'd probably just give that to the person next to me because it's like if it's not chocolate cake, what like chocolate cake and ice cream, why don't waste my but time f- on that? Like, from on. a from a business perspective, Riley. So first of all, um, the next theme is ancient Rome, which you might be pleased to find. Okay. Um, but so this six course tasting menu. Mm. Within this, very, a lot of the terms I write to you are very, very fancy. How much do you think the sixth course tastes? Sixty-six costs? euros. It, I wish it was. It's forty-five euros. That's really annoying. It should just be sixty-six because, like, it's it, fancy food that only like rich well, people can six, go and six eat. By six, yeah, but forty-five euros is actually not that bad for a six-course tasting menu at all. No, honestly, say, it's, not even that, it's not even that expensive. Like, you spent one hundred and fifty euros on a on a steak that I didn't like. So, like, obviously, well, yeah, but food also, like, are going to. If you just go out to a restaurant in town, you get a starter, a main, and a dessert. It'll probably cost you forty-five euros almost anywhere. Yeah, Nico she needs to. Nico needs to uh, needs to up the price, I think. So uh, if the next time you go to Dublin, I'm dragging you to Six by Nico, and we'll go through whatever the theme that day happens to be. Okay, well, you're going to eat very well, Dennis, because you're going to can't have, wait, you're gonna, baby. <laughs> you're going to have half the food on my plate. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Have a Listen to This. We do hope you've enjoyed the episode. And hey, if you haven't, doesn't matter. The, the download numbers show up all the same. So whatever, suckers. But if you did enjoy this show, please tell your friends about it. And uh, look, tell people that aren't your friends. Tell acquaintances and even your enemies. Again, the downloads show up all the same. Uh, and if you want to support the show, if you really like the show this much, you can uh, support us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash have a listen to this. You get access to uh, behind the scenes stuff, early early access to episodes, all sorts of things. Uh, we are definitely in this for the money, not for the love of the game or anything like that. So head over to Patreon and uh, help us get them rookie numbers up. 